This week on the Restored All podcast, we've got our good friend V-Miss, a.k.a. Melissa Palmer, talking to us about ransomware and VMware. Uh, I don't like saying those two things together, but unfortunately, it's happening a lot. Hope you enjoy the episode. You could restore it all. Hi, and welcome to Backup Central's Restored All podcast. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup, and I have with me one of only three people who actually know and recognized my actual birthday today, Persona <laughs> Maliandi. How's it going, Persona? Good, Curtis. How are you doing? Happy why birthday. I, why is my birthday so complicated? Why do I make it complicated? You make it complicated, exactly. I do, I do. But why do I do that? I do it for a reason. Privacy. Privacy, yeah. So my my Facebook, LinkedIn, et cetera, birthday was yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then my actual birthday is today. Uh, so anybody You know how I, I figured that out? What's that? Because I saw on Facebook it was your birthday, and the following day I totally forgot and I wished you happy birthday. And that's when and you, you got me, it you're like <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh no, it's so actually you got it today's wrong. my you got it wrong, but you got it right. By getting it wrong, you got it right. Or by being yeah. delayed. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, that's kind of funny. Um sometimes I tell people so like when they, you know, when they wish me, you know, happy birthday on Facebook, I'm like, Yeah, thanks, you know, whatever. Uh, you know, but if it's like work people, I'm like, hey, just so you know. I actually do this for a reason, like it's privacy and, and, you know, your birthday is only one of like, uh, two in the U S only one of two pieces of private information that are needed to impersonate you. So, um, you know, the, the one is, you know, so the other one is social security number, which you don't yeah. typically put that out there. But So are you sure you want to be recording this on your, on the podcast and leaving I, you it know, in saying, <laughs> you know, if, if a hacker is willing to actually follow me on the podcast, <laughs> get a listen um, in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, hackers beware. Um, yeah. So, you know, but whatever. what's your plan for your special day today, Curtis? So I'm trying, trying to coordinate immediately following this podcast. So I have a a breakfast place, breakfast lunch place that I've been going to uh, for like 25 years. Uh, literally, my kids, <laughs> most of my kids, or both of my kids, most of their entire life. Uh, and I'm trying to arrange a a, a lunch with uh, my kids, their husbands, and uh, the granddaughter. Uh, the grand dog will have to stay at home. Um, <laughs> but we, we, we did hang out with her all day yesterday. We got to watch her okay. while my, while my daughter went, uh, went to Disney. Um, so anyway, we should get on to the business at hand. Um, our guest is known for her insightful virtualization comments on Twitter. So I was very excited to see her now focusing on public enemy. Number one ransomware. She's been in the industry over 15 years and is an independent technology analyst and ransomware resiliency architect. You can follow her at vmis.net. Welcome to the podcast, Melissa Palmer, a.k.a. vmis. Hello, gentlemen. Thank you so much for having me. How's it going? Uh, you know, it's funny. I knew, I knew you and followed you for a long time and didn't <laughs> know you had another name. 
I, 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 same thing as well. Like I'm like I've seen like all your tweets and everything else, but I'm like I didn't know your actual name either. I was like, <laughs> yeah, who is this Melissa Palmer person responding to emails? And I, I, and I, I get actually, that a lot. Actually, people don't know we're the same person. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, we actually we've had a person on the podcast that um, they continued to go by their Reddit handle Snorkel Forty Two. It's like such a random name, you know. Uh, but yeah, he like he wasn't he wasn't hiding or anything. He just preferred to go by Snorkel Forty Two. So I'm glad to actually know and be able to use your first name. So I'm very excited. <laughs> um, I, I am curious. So what what made you sort of make that jump? Right, you know, you were doing. Now I see that you you know you had background in backup. You know, good for you. Yeah. Uh, having worked at Veeam, uh, but you know, you, you've been spending so much time with virtualization lately. Uh, what, you know, what made you sort of jump over to ransomware? So it's kind of funny how things work out sometimes. I have always been, I would say, security minded. Mm -hmm. um, as long as I can remember, I might have been at DEF CON when I was 16 years old. <clears throat> anyway, um, so it's really? kind of a thing. Is that true? Yeah, really. Is that true? It's kind of wow. a thing that has always been... Uh, Throughout my education, my master's in, is in secure design. Throughout my career, I've been bringing it in in dribs and drabs. But as ransomware started to pick up and I was really putting a big focus on um, disaster recovery and recovery in general from mm -hmm. the Veeam perspective, a couple of years ago, I kind of said, you know what? I think I really want to pivot hard and focus on this because I, I just find it so interesting, like all aspects of it. Uh, and I've learned a lot and I've helped people fix a lot of things they had going very wrong in their environment. So hopefully right. they, they do not feel the impact of ransomware. So like I said, I've had the security minded thing throughout my whole career. And it just kind of got to the point where it's like, I'm going to go further down this path now. And I think we need more people like that because there's so much ransomware out there, right? There's so many issues. It's and I think everyone's trying to figure out, okay, what are sort of those best practices? What are the things we should be doing to sort of help protect ourselves from some of this? So I'm glad at least there's someone in addition trying to focus on this. So it helps. It, is ransomware really happening? I mean, is it really a thing? I thought that was like 2020, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> so one of my favorite things is I uh -huh. just go to Google and I type in ransomware. Yeah. I just see what comes up. I was like, I... I, I I think it's fun. Um, yeah, yeah. I have a warped idea of fun, as we've established. Um, but, like, I just go into Google and I type in ransomware. And it, it's funny the stuff that does make it to, like, the mainstream news. And you see all these, right. like, people on all the news channels that, like, I don't know, sometimes you get someone and they're, like, the cybersecurity expert, but they're also, like, the dog walking expert and, like, the cat fighting expert. I'm like, how do you find these people? But you'll see a lot of... Um, so this kind of stuff going mainstream, so the threat is out there. It's becoming more and more pervasive. I don't think we're going to see less of it because um, people have made a lot of money this way, right? When you have those, when you did your search though, right, what percentage do you think, or do you even think it's scratching the surface, like what you see publicly about oh, these no. ransomware cases versus like what's actually happening? No, <laughs> I don't think people fess up unless they have to. Right. Unless there's a reason. And that's actually a problem I had at Veeam working with the disaster recovery product. Like no one wanted to be a customer reference. Like I don't want to admit I had a disaster or a ransomware attack or something. And I use this stuff to save my behind. Like I'm not admitting that. Um, so that was actually a challenge getting people to like publicly fast and say, yeah, I got 
ransomware and everything went to hell, but we recovered, don't worry. <laughs> yeah, and by the way, uh, that reminds me to throw out our usual disclaimer. Um, I work for Druva, uh, Persona worked for Zoom, uh, and this is not a, this is an independent podcast, not a podcast of either company, and the opinions that you hear are ours. And um, also, uh, we'd love to have you join the conversation. Just reach out to me, uh, wcurtispreston at gmail or at wcpreston on Twitter, uh, as long as it's up. And um, <laughs> for now, and uh, also, please rate us. Uh, just you know, scroll down to your you know you know most of you based on the stats I'm seeing, most of you are on Apple Podcasts. Just scroll down to the bottom there and give us some stars, give us some comments. <clears throat> we love comments. You can tell us how much. For, well, for those of you that are watching it on video, which you can see at BackupCentral.com, you I can I didn't realize. That. I thought you guys told me the video was going to be like, uh, for like outtakes. Stuff. I've been sitting here making funny faces the whole time. <laughs> like, when got started. Like, because I thought you were this just going to be like the best. Clips. This oh, no. may be the best recording ever. Uh, you can comment on how much you like, you know, personas. <laughs> uh, are, are we at a tweered yet? You will tell me when you get to a tweered, right? I think it's a... What do it's a theard, right? Theard, theard, a theard. Yeah, yeah you're you're yes. at a tweered, but you're not at yeah. a theard. When is the theard? Yeah. Uh, two months. Really? Yep. Um, so that would be if you don't follow Melissa, <laughs> he hasn't shaved uh, or cut his hair oh. since COVID. Um, oh. so he is at, at almost at a three year beard, otherwise known as a. <laughs> I cannot yeah. relate. Yeah. Three, to that. I'm three sorry. <laughs> It was initially supposed to be a year, which is a year-long beard, and just kept going. So it's interesting. It's been getting okay. grayer lately. Um, it is getting persona. grayer. I what, know. What is, it's the stress, Curtis. The stress in the, the Malayandi household. Yeah, you're getting too stressed <laughs> by ransomware. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I I agree with you of how much it's gotten out into the you know the general. What, what do we call that? Like the general mindset? I don't know. Like, the regular people. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, like, the regular people. <laughs> the normies. Um, I see it a lot on TV. I'm seeing it in TV yeah. shows, right? I, uh, the, uh, the, the, you know, I don't know if you've seen. Undeclared War. The Undeclared War is a great show. Have you seen that, Melissa? No. Um, you. Uh, so it's, I don't remember where I Peacock. saw it. Did I see it on Peacock? Thank you. Yep. So it's actually a BBC show. And it's set in, um, so yeah, so, so try to, try to sort of see how crazy this idea seems. So the bad guy oh, no. in, you know, the bad country in the show is Russia and, and no. the good guy in the show is, is, you know, England and, and, and okay. us basically, but England <laughs> is the target and Russia in the show is using a variety of, uh, cyber attacks and misinformation attacks to try. This is, this is real. Like, this is wait. This is fake. Like this is this is a this is a is drama. A it's a series. It's a series. Yeah. And uh, to try okay. and get to basically Stop. to try and get England to actually declare a war. They they're, they're oh, using they're using right. this undeclared war to get England to actually declare a war. Um, oh, and 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 it. It, it was pretty good. Uh, you know, they, they got a lot of the tech in there and they even, I even learned a few things. Um, so like I learned three about, words. yeah, what three words, have you heard of what three words? No. So there's a, there's a group that has taken uh, every three meter segment in the world 
right? Three meter squared segment in the world and has assigned three words to it. So okay. that, so that you can, you can say, um, you know, uh, you can go to what three words.com you can oh, enter. This is so cool. You can <laughs> enter your address and like your house will have multiple three word segments, right? Now it has two purposes. Uh, one is meeting somebody at Coachella, right? I, I'm, I'm at squirrel pizza, you know, tree and, and they can put that into, um, it's much easier than saying I'm at, 153 negative one right. You know, right um and then they can they can find you but also in a lot of the undeveloped world there's a lot of people that don't have addresses and this allows them to have an address right and they can buy things on amazon uh and have stuff delivered to their house using what three words anyway i learned it from that show um <laughs> i really don't know how we got onto this but anyway the, oh, oh the point was that it's it's out there in the you know um i mean even is it the there's the doctor that has um Asperger's? That's is that the good doctor? Oh, the good doctor, yeah. Yeah, they had a ransomware attack, took down the hospital. Grace Anatomy had a ransomware episode. Did Grace I, I used Anatomy to be really have big a ransomware Grey's Anatomy episode? fan, but then the whole Derek thing happened, and I don't know how I feel about it, and I'm still struggling with that years later. Mm. Um, but yes, Grey's Anatomy had a ransomware episode, and I remember sitting it watching it just like hysterical through yeah. the whole thing. I was like I didn't yeah. have words where I'm like, my favorite TV show has ransomware on it. My life is complete. Like- yeah, I I get excited when shows have backup in it. And it, um, my wife showed me a show just yesterday. Darn it, I can't remember what it was, but backup. Oh, oh, I remember it was, there was a, I don't remember the show, but there was in the show, the this woman got interrupted because her, I'm guessing teenage son called her and saying, hey, um, like I, my, I'm, my laptop is messed up. I can't get in my laptop or something. And, and so he's, and he needs the, the data. And she's like, you should have backed it up. Like I told you to. And then she hung up on him. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. There was a, a show great. and this had to be years ago. And I don't remember which show. I'm going to have to go figure it out afterwards where like the ESXi show was like in like oh, oh really <laughs> and i remember losing my mind I remember the guy and it was really hot but that's all i remember like i'm gonna figure this out afterwards that's funny because you know normally when you see the, the stuff like this in the, in tv it's not an actual vsxi shell right it's some right. total random thing um and it's complete nonsense um here's a question persona have you seen hmm. any ransomware attacks in bollywood I don't think I have yet. Oh, yeah. please, please no. go find me. Yeah. You know, Bollywood you know we need, you know, we need, we need a musical, a ransomware. Please. Oh, can we, can we ransomware please? Can I, oh, like, I've thought about this. I literally have thought about this. I used to do a lot of musical theater in college and stuff like that. Like I would be so into a ransomware musical. <laughs> yeah. This could be, this could be it. That this could be, be your, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, send some, send some could, notes. I, I might have come up with some alternate Taylor Swift lyrics about ransomware at one point. Oh, are you guys so, going to get into a battle now? So, you, you know... Um, <laughs> a lyric battle? Yeah, so Melissa, I've actually produced a handful of parody music videos that had to do oh, no, with... really? Backup. Yeah. Um, and one about you virtualization. I need to see these. I need um, to see these. I'll, get, I'll give you a quick sample. Uh, walk into the lab. Have you seen my VM server? I'm supposed to... I'm so pumped about getting VMs in my server. Guess on my big disc, it's so damn freaky. 
people like, man, that's downright sneaky. Strolling in the server rooms, VMs have some massive appeal. <laughs> Moving all the guests, even databases, I'm for real. Putting in some Hyper-V, Microsoft said it's free. Should have done it sooner. I think my <laughs> boss would agree. Uh, the, um, that's good. Um, the, the chorus is, I'm going to build VMs. Got at least 20 guests in my server. I'm on virtual. Getting rid of servers. VMs are so It's, it's uh, what was the original, what was the original song? Um, what's that song? What's that song? Uh. Um, uh, we're we're going to go pop some uh, uh, Macklemore. Macklemore, yeah. I'm going to pop yeah. some tags. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it is, available on, pocket, it yeah. is available on YouTube. I'll throw a link for those of you that are I've curious been rewriting Taylor ridiculous. Swift songs lately on a regular basis just because <laughs> I don't know why I do this, but I do. And I used to do demos. That was my sign of doing a demo. Like, am I ready to cold do this on stage or something? Can I sing Taylor Swift while I do the demo? Like just sing my thing, <laughs> click through all my stuff, whatever. And that was like my sign of like, you can't get me on this. No matter what happens, I'm good to go. Like I can sing a Taylor Swift song while doing the demo. That's okay. I just have to tell you a, ran, a random, this is, uh, so uh, several years ago when I was underemployed, I started doing Uber, right? And then it just turned out I liked it. So I do it when I'm bored. Like I go out and do Uber, right? And, um, like, and also I'm, I'm an extrovert stuck at home. So I, you know, it's my outlet, but one night I picked up this couple and the woman had just broken up with her best friend of like many years over a guy. Right. And she gets in her car, she gets in my car and she is inconsolable. Like she's just bawling like just just ridiculously over the top bawling her eyes out and then she goes she 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 just uh she touches me on the shoulder and she goes can you, can you play some taylor swift can you play, play some taylor swift any, any taylor swift song and just go you know uh and i was just like oh my god and then i just i just said hey you know uh hey siri play play taylor swift on spotify stop it nope nope i don't want it sorry it started doing it uh, and it picked a breakup song, Aww. which of course Aww. all of them are right. Yeah, and so uh, it didn't, it, it didn't help anyway. <laughs> so we were talking about ransomware. Yeah. Um, it's become we aware in the general public now. Yeah. Right? Because, we've because about. it is so huge. Right. Yeah. And the yeah. impact too, right. It's no longer, Hey, it's just this backend company that gets impacted. Right. It's like hospitals, schools, Right. Every every company, Everything. every organization is yeah, is at risk. Yeah. So what do you what do you think? Um it, it, it you know, looking out there from a security I know from a backup perspective, um, what do you think from a security perspective, what do you think are the things that most people get wrong when they're they don't have their stuff backed up. Can we start with yeah, that? Okay, okay, like, can we just start there? Because, like, there's this weird cross-pollination between backup and security at this there, point. There right? is. There is. There, by uh, the way, we used to be enemies. have it backed up, we used to, right? We like, used to be enemies, but we're over that. Yeah, yeah. It's ridiculous. Like, if you don't have your stuff backed up, how do you think you're ever going to recover it? And the amount of people that don't have their stuff backed up still or don't have everything backed up is still astounding. When you do, – do you run into – you don't run into corporate people that don't have their stuff backed up, do you? <laughs> oh. Yeah. 
<laughs> it hurts me. Yeah. It hurts me. It hurts. Or they don't have everything backed up. Like, well, yeah, this is too expensive to back yeah. up before, so we oh. weren't backing it up. I'm like, okay, well, how expensive that, is yeah. it if it's or, gone? Yeah, or someone just spun up something, right? Your shadow IT use cases, right? And they're like, hey, corporate IT didn't know about this, and so no backups were done. Yeah. Okay. Right. I, yeah, I can. Yeah, I think I think the second part. Yeah, that you said, Melissa. Like they miss, they missed something that I think. Oh, that I, I, I can't tell you how many times, like working for a backed up vendor, they would be like, "Well, it's too expensive to back up this over here because it's only test dev, so we don't back it up." I'm like, "Okay, it's test dev. That's where you're doing all your active development. You're not backing it up. So what happens if that goes away?" And they're like, "But it's not production." I'm like, "It's not production until something happens. And then right. you realize it's production." My, Stuff my like favorite, that. I think that was a common thing. My favorite test dev story, and this this is an old story. Uh, by the way, this month I'll have been in the industry 30 years, Melissa. Um, and so this is like 28 years ago. Um, we had a developer group came to me and said, we need to restore this directory tree. And they handed me a directory tree that started with slash TMP. Right. <laughs> And, and I said, we don't back up temp. Like it's well documented. We don't back up temp. We don't back up, you know, temp, right? And this was an HP server, which I don't know what they do these days, but temp was in RAM. And so what happened was they rebooted and what went away was a directory, a source code tree oh. that was like 15 developers storing their source code tree in temp and um for like months and they're like you don't understand this is really important i'm like you don't understand well, you, you were storing your source code in in ram you know that song that beyonce that like made really popular if you like it then you should have put a ring on it yeah <laughs> um, if you like it then you should back it up very simple yeah, I, I, I do see, uh, and Prasanna, you've run into it as well, right? Like people not backing up, you know, either either not having backups or, you know, we the, the last episode we talked about, you know, a company that had homegrown backups. Yep. Right? Um, or, that or, was... Or, or not even backing up everything required for that application. <laughs> right? right. It's like, hey, right. I forgot Application to dependency mapping is the worst part of all of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest here. Yeah, that's why, you know, you know, going all the way back, that's why I've always just been a fan of, you know, back up all the things, right? Back up all the servers exactly. and all the directories. I know it costs more money, but um, you know uh, what else costs money is- how much a ransomware attack yeah. cost you these <laughs> exactly. days? Cha-ching, exactly. there's your justification, right? here's your budget, go protect your stuff yeah. now finally, please. Exactly. What, one question I have, I know we'll get to it probably at some point, but with virtualization, does it make it easier to sort of figure out like everything that's needed? Mm, it depends, of course, because everything in IT depends. Uh, if everything's hosted in the virtualization environment, then yeah, it's simple. But when you get into crazy stuff like, well, this database is on the Oracle rack cluster over there and that's not virtualized because Oracle and virtualization, we're not even going to go there. Yeah. Um, that's when you get a little dicey with stuff like that. Or, you know, especially with yeah. hybrid cloud now too, if you have a uh, app that spans like on-prem in the cloud then like, good luck guys. I hope you actually know what you're doing. <laughs> But would you say, though, in the virtualized environment that for those applications, which are fully virtualized... I love this question. It makes we're going to go down a dark path right I, after this. It makes it a little easier where maybe it doesn't cover, like you said, 100% of your environment, but it covers some good chunk of your environment. And All so right, 
Let's you have a general solution and the rest of it you can focus on. Let's go with that. If you're an organization that's 100% virtualized, which if you're a company that was started in the last 10 to 20 years, you probably are, right? Yeah, just back up the whole virtualization environment and you're good to go. But you know what else that means? Hmm. That's a really big, juicy target for the ransomware actors. They yeah. can come in. Yeah. Come through your virtualization environment and ransomware you a hundred times faster and a hundred times worse if they yeah. get ESXi or vCenter. Yay! Right. So and I think that's one thing that isn't talked about a lot. Is it's not. It's yeah. not, and it drives me up a wall. You brought up an interesting topic there, and I don't think it's one that's discussed enough, and that is that virtualization environments like vCenter are being targeted as a thing but they're not just targeting the vms they're targeting vcenter they're going after vm the vmware infrastructure itself not just the right. vms i mean right. any windows server you pop these days is probably a vm right right if it's on-prem no 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 they're going after vcenter which is a management interface and the esxi host they are going after the vmware environment as a whole yeah and that that sort of hurts right because like you they said go after the backup <laughs> environments too yeah because <clears throat> that yeah. yes no, we, we talk about that a lot okay. on this podcast. <laughs> um, that um, and it, you know, and I know I know this I know this reaches out to your former employer, but backup environments That's that okay. are exclusively Windows based uh, bug <laughs> me, scare you, right? <laughs> uh, right, um, because I am worried about that. Right, because Windows given, is just like the most you know, secure thing ever. Like, it, yeah, how many vulnerabilities absolutely. out there target no one, Windows? Like, no one on, targets guys. Windows. No one, no <laughs> ransomware. No one has Windows no, laptops that they then bring that get infected and then they bring it into the no, data center. Never, and, yeah. never. You're talking about VMware. Mm -hmm. Does sort of this ransomware angle also affect like the VMware cloud offerings as well in your mind, or do you think it's more? about the on-prem customer deployment. I would say implementation. The P I would say if if I was so I, I you know you know you've heard the whole red versus blue team yeah. thing, right? So I would say I'm usually like a blue team or a defender recover all that kind of stuff. I got like when it comes to VMware, like a little bit of red team in me, I got to be honest. <laughs> some red team in there. Um it kind of comes down to level of effort, right? Yeah. If you've deployed VMware cloud the right way, it's probably harder to get into than your traditional on-prem infrastructure if you've done everything right if i but have if everybody <laughs> if everybody can log into my cloud vcenter anyway and i put it on the internet then it's a target right like yeah. that kind of thing um but i would say i've seen a lot of the easier targets are still the on-prem kind of stuff so that's mm -hmm. where people go first um but i i think that everything is a target there's kind of a misnomer that the cloud is more secure right it's yeah. not it's sometimes a little harder. So why there's enough low hanging fruit in data centers, why not start there? Yeah. Why go after that harder target? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to, for those that don't know what a red and blue team are, do you want to uh, fill that in? Yeah, I will. So if you think about it in two different ways, uh, red team is more like offense. Like I'm the person penetration testing, actively trying to break stuff and trying to figure out where the weaknesses are. And the blue team is really defense. I'm the defender. Um, I'm trying to make sure the red teamers can't break everything because I'm trying to secure it. And I really feel that backup and recovery does also fall under the blue team too, right? Like if I'm if everything does go to hell and we are ransomware, we're gonna try we're putting everything in place now so we can recover later. Yeah, I actually know a guy that is a physical pen tester. 
Um, Ooh, that sounds and, fun. <laughs> yeah, his his lie. job is to physically like to not. He doesn't break in. He uses. Oh no! He gets someone human, to let him in the door. You know, social engineering, <laughs> and then his job is to get to somewhere where he's not supposed to be and take a picture, and then and then get and then get the hell out. <laughs> but that's very valid, right? Yeah. It's- it's yeah. all there's all different layers and levels of security. It's, that actually sounds fun. I think I'd be good at something like that. I know you can't tell how tall I am, but I'm like five feet tall. I'm like, wait, yeah, like nothing. So I'm like a tiny little unsuspecting, <laughs> put a big smile on my yeah. face, put some pink on. Like I could probably get it anywhere. Yeah, I, I think I think a female physical pen tester would be a a, a force to be reckoned with. I think, <laughs> you know, um, new oh, career just, opportunity, I'm Melissa. Just, I'm just, you know. Just play the it's a little yeah. innocent. I'm not doing anything. I'm lost. You know, <laughs> I'm lost. Play it. Play on all our biases. That would be mean, but very effective. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay. So we talked about you know we talked about backing of everything. We talked about the fact yeah. that that vCenter is a target. So you need to learn. And and I'm you know Hyper V is a target. Linux oh, is a target is. as well. Like everything's a target. Mm-hmm. Right. Stop. stop everything thinking. is a target. Yeah. But here's the thing that people don't do. And like I said, I'm generally a blue teamer, but I got mm-hmm. some red teaming when it mm-hmm. comes to VMware. And I'm kind of thinking, okay, I'm like a ransomware person. What do I want? I want to make money. I want to make you pay the ransom, which means I'm going to do as much damage as quickly as possible before you figure out I'm in there. Right. VMware kind of, VMware, I'm, I'm kind of like torn right now. I don't know what's a better target, VMware or your backups. Probably both if you get two people in there, right? Hit them at the same time. That way you can't recover and everything's gone. Um, but I'm just looking for a high impact way to wreak havoc. Hit the VMware environment. That's going to be fast. Um, right. I do nerdy stuff like read ransomware release notes. And I can't remember which strain it was, but they're like, oh, we redid something. And now we encrypt, you know, much faster. We use more CPU threads, right? So you've got this big, massive vSphere host sitting there with all these CPUs in it. Once you power everything down so you can encrypt it. Boom, it's going to go so fast. You're probably not even going to notice before everything is encrypted. And this encryption, does that happen at the vCenter level or is it literally no. so you pop each VM one by no, one? No, you don't it's even like- have to do that. This is cake. Let me explain how this works. So a VMware cluster is usually a bunch of physical servers in a cluster. We need shared resources so that these VMs can move around the cluster based on load balancing. And if something fails, restart it, all that kind of stuff. So the shared resources are basically um, network and storage, which means if I have eight nodes in my cluster, let's just use that number, that one host is connected to all the data stores and they all see the same thing, right? So if Mm -hmm. I get into one host, I can see all the storage for the whole cluster. Now, when we get to the storage level or the data store level in VMware, a VM is just a file. Yep. It's a file they're encrypting. It's not, it's at the file level, right? They just encrypt all the files on the data store pretty much. It's not like I have to go VM by VM. They're just files at that point, yeah. which is why it happens so quick and why it's so dangerous. Yeah. And unlike like your traditional file system, right? These data store files are pretty large in size, right? So- yeah, yeah. Regarding the, you know, or, or go, you know, go after vCenter or go after backup. Um, the, the big, the big concern that I have, not just because generally what, you know, if they're going after the backup system, historically, it's been to just take it out, take it out of the equation because yeah. they're going to do damage somewhere else and they don't want the backup system used to recover. Mm-hmm. Um, you can pretty easily get at least a doomsday copy 
Like if you're if you're doing an on-prem system, most of them have the ability to get something in the cloud. Uh, to yeah, do, exactly. To use, to, to, you can deal with that. I mean, hopefully, the, people have half a brainer and putting a copy of their backup yeah. in the cloud, like just by default, right? Like, the, hopefully. The concern hopefully. I have is some of the encryption methods used by some of the backup vendors aren't that great, and that they can also use basically the backup. So, you know, you talked about how do I get paid the most if I'm a ransomware attacker? Yeah, exactly. If you can figure out the the encryption method used by the backup server, <laughs> now not only do you have, you know, all the, you have unencrypted copies of everything, right? That, mm -hmm. and then you can do an extortion attack, right? You can oh, say, hey, I, love it. I, I have love all the I emails. A good cup of extortion in the morning. Come on. <laughs> That's how you, that's how you, and, and like, that, that's how you get people to pay too, right? Oh, yeah. I found pictures of your C CEO doing a little something, something. Double whammy. Wow. You go right for the, you go right for the jugular. <laughs> I do. I don't mess I, around. I was just thinking like, you know, the CEO is, cause you know, the thing is you show me an email <laughs> system and I'll show you, I'll show you emails that shouldn't have been sent. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah, let's, yeah. Let's go with that. It's a little more tamer. Like, yeah. Emails. Yeah. Emails, uh, emails like that, email. um, I, you know, I've known, you know, and, and like even in places where, you know, we, you know, I've been in the corporate world for 30 years now and it's changed over the years when we talk about things like sexual harassment. Right. Um, <laughs> it, 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 it has changed. Now. Right. Um, but like <laughs> what a lot of it has done is it's just gone closeted. Right. It's like, you know, so guys still talk amongst each other, but they still do it on email. Right. And you're like, oh, I've got some are, stories about what, that. Oh, yeah. I'm, I am absolutely sure. I got stories. I, I am sure you do. Uh, but that's what if I were if I were a hacker, I would be going after the backups and I would be going after backups specifically where I could figure out the encryption mechanism and that I can uh, maybe I can't decrypt the data directly. But what I can do is I can get administrative access to the backup server, and then I can restore whatever I want, wherever I want. Mm, and a lot a of people, a lot of people aren't mm. watching their backup like system. One. No, they're not. Right? That's a good um, one. Not like not like they should be. Because well, let me ask you this: So you, you've you've dealt with a lot of backup folk. I have. It, it, it's it's still this thing of like nobody wants to do it right and so it's the junior person I, I will say i will say one of my specializations when i worked with backup was also monitoring the backup systems and i was telling everybody you realize you need to be monitoring these two for like a number of reasons especially like if you're ransomware and you go to restore and you realize your backups weren't running like that's a big one too yeah but kind of looking at like hey like why is bob from accounting restoring a vm at 3 a.m like <laughs> Bob from accounting shouldn't be doing that. Like, yeah. what is going on here? Well, someone got his credentials and he had access to the backup server. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Um, least privilege, right? Yeah. The concept one of my least favorites. That is probably is... like my number one I talk to people about. Like, let's start there, please. Yeah. Yeah. Especially um, when it comes to VMware, right? Like, Bob, I like Bob. I'm going to pick on Bob from accounting now. Like, Bob from accounting shouldn't be able to log into vCenter. I'm just putting that out there. Yeah. Just saying. I know. Bob from accounting is an idiot. Are there other things you would recommend sort of as, like, best practices to sort of 
reducing the risk of ransomware in a vCenter environment? Don't put vCenter on the internet. If you go to Shodan, it's all <laughs> over the place. People still do this. People put their ESXi hosts on the internet too. Do not do this, please. And I know, but Melissa, there's valid reasons that we would do this. And if you do it in a protected manner and blah, 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 and you think it's safe, well, whatever, nothing's safe these days. Fine, fight me on it. But like, let's start there. Let's start with the basics. Um, that's important. Principle least privilege is a big thing. Um, <laughs> Having a good, strong ESXi root password is a good thing. Not having it written on, or in a file on your desktop. What was it? I, so I follow a lot of this stuff and I can't remember. Well, it was some big hack and I can't remember which one right now, but it was really going around Twitter and like someone found the password file that was on someone's desktop and whoever posted on Twitter, it was all redacted with the passwords out, but they had every password to all of the infrastructure in a notepad file. Oh. So someone got into someone's desktop because that's what a lot of it happens. They get access to your desktop or your PC or whatever. They found it. And guess what? Now I have the root password for ESXi. I have the keys to the whole kingdom. Like, don't yeah. do you know, stuff like that. The thing is, these things sound so stupid. But you know that, you know, like so many of the hacks that happen, ransomware and, and, oh. and otherwise... They're because of really stupid stuff, like not installing Human a error. patch, right? Human not installing patch, a patch, right? having your root passwords up on a thing, um, you know. Or even saved in a browser, right? Your password. Yeah, like, yeah. Do yeah. Um, <laughs> the, so, so it's like, the, these seem like really basic things, but if everybody in the world did these really basic things, there would be a significantly... Um, smaller amount of ransomware i think in the world but i have a question about that though i agree with everything you guys have said but if you got rid of all the low-hanging fruits wouldn't everything else become much like well that's harder the thing to, right once we yeah. get through this and we get <laughs> it'll be the all, next level yeah that's the thing right so like these threat actors are out there doing this stuff day in and day out like uh, it's like if i'm a threat actor like I bet, they, I bet these gangs have like VMware specialists working yeah. for them at this point. That all they do is go in and pwn VMware. I'm sure they have a backup specialist. That yeah. They know all the backup systems. They just go like, you have to understand that these threat actors are specialized, right? Of course, there's generalists. Um, you have the whole ransomware as a service thing where they just get in and they kind of hand it over to right. the threat actors and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> so like all these people do is, and they're generally probably pretty smart people, is like, I'm just going to figure out every way I can just own vmware and that's, yeah. that's that's what they do day in and day out right, right. so it, it's hard to compete that with that kind of stuff and once we clear up the basics yes there's going to be another area to target there's going to be something new to exploit um those zero days are going to come out and people aren't going to patch them and yeah. everybody's watching it right like i read um all the cves and stuff like that like they're just sitting there going oh i can exploit yeah. this and off to the races like it's it's a big thing there's no there's no silver bullet. There's no one size fits all. No. It's just it, well, I know mitigate that, the risk, right? Yeah, that that's why my approach when talking to people has been just assume that ransomware is going to get into your environment. Assume breach. Thank you. Yeah. Let's just let's just stop playing around. Assume breach. How do you recover? How do you stop them? How do you recover? Yeah, and how do you and how do you limit the blast? Right. Yes. How do you, you know, we, you know, I know how do you, when, how do you yeah. limit the amount of damage they yeah. can do and then recover? And I know you that's know, when, where it has to move. And a, and a great for those that are, you know, if you're listening to this and you're on because you're a fan of Emus, that's great. Uh, you should check out this other guy that we we had a, on a podcast. We went pretty deep into this snorkel 42. I'll put a link in the show notes. 
Um, so, we, you know, he went into things like, um, what do you call it? Um, um, is that limiting... a 42 you re- rack reference? Like what? I already come up with 42. Is it you know 42 you rack? Or is it like what's got, that book? You know, we didn't universe, ask. Whatever. We didn't ask. Oh, Hitchhiker's, Hitchhiker's Guide. Guide to the Universe. Everything yeah, the Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah. Yeah. He posts nothing. on Reddit all the time on the system yeah. forum. So yeah. Um, and Reddit you know, he, he talked a lot about limit, limit, limiting or stopping lateral movement within your company yeah, period. Cause it's, it's, the... it's a kind of thing where people don't, uh, I've only been in literally one company, one company in my entire career where lateral movement had been completely shut off. Right. And, and I, and I only knew that was because backup was really, really hard. <laughs> like we, yeah. we had to and go you complained. And, yeah. And I had, there, there's a, there's a great story, which I won't retell right now, but it ends up with me losing my swearing stuff at yeah. late at night. Um, and uh, because of the, they did that, but that's the kind of thing you have to do. Look at it's, it's, it's like the, it's like the concept of least privilege. Look at your network, figure out which servers need to talk to which servers and make that happen and nothing else. Um, but anything else that you're, you're thinking about, Melissa? Like- oh, there's so much. There's, there's so much. <laughs> it's just like, it's a ridiculous amount of stuff and it's little stuff, right? It's like leaving SSH on, making sure it's turned off by default. That's a good way to get in. Uh, anything, anybody who has access to R- vCenter, right? We got RDP. How about RDP? <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is vCenter is a Linux-based appliance now. Right. So you can't RDP to vCenter anymore, at least. If there's still some Windows vCenters around there, which they probably Wait, are. Are there? They're- <laughs> I shouldn't say that. See, I feel weird like saying all this stuff. Like I hate going places and be like, well, here's how you break into VMware and really <laughs> screw it up. Um, I feel like I shouldn't be doing that, but I'm sure there's yeah. people out there that know how I mean, all that stuff. Um, I think there's still some Windows vCenters hanging around. Um, but the same thing with vCenter, right? Don't don't have SSH on there either. Turn off all the SSHs. It's really simple to do. But people like, it, it's like a thing, right? Like, oh, it's easier to SSH and go do whatever I have to do, but you forget to turn it off afterwards. Yeah. Right. Stuff like that. Um, VMware's actually been very good about, um, they have like a whole ransomware page where they list everything out that they suggest and stuff like that. And that's like a good reading starting point for anybody. But people, people just get like sloppy. And I get that. And I have found like being a, it's weird. I have like two personalities, like which Melissa is going to show up. Is it VMware Melissa and infrastructure VMware's infrastructure Melissa that's going to show up? Or is security Melissa going to show up? Are they going to show up together? Like who knows, right? It's like, I've got these two personalities. um, And I've noticed that there is not a lot of cross-pollination in this space, right? There's not a lot of VMware people doing security. And there's not a lot of security people that really understand VMware. And I've seen this gap for a very long time. And I'm like trying to bridge it with some of my blog posts and my content and stuff like that. So I'll be putting more effort into there. But, you know, you really got to, the two organi- the two teams really just need it's, to work together. That's interesting that you mentioned like, yeah, security and virtualization teams not necessarily working like, together. Like I just can tell you, every that- time I see a VMware ransomware article in the news, it is factually wrong. <laughs> like, I don't know really? where they're getting their information from from but it's like usually wrong most of the time and i'm just like people don't understand these things wow i wonder if it's kind of like back in the day how backup and virtualization teams never talk to each other and everything is broken maybe if they need something like that yeah i remember those (laughs) days and i feel old saying that but i i do remember those days do you remember you remember uh what was it uh vcb you remember vcb yeah (laughs) 
I said I said that it stood for very crappy backup. That's what I said it stood for. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, uh, that was VMware one, backup problems. One dot um, Yeah. So everything you just said about VMware, <clears throat> I would take and I would use. I would say exactly the same thing about backup teams, right? And they're often they're often very junior. So what um, happens when we have to get the VMware team, the backup team, and the security team in the same room? What is going to happen? And network. There? And network team. Don't forget that. Oh, Let's the get network the network team, team too while we're at it. Well, I, yeah. I mean, hopefully these attacks have become so common, right? You know, um, Druva did a, a survey and, and half of the companies said that they had been hit with ransomware in the last three years, right? Yep. Um, and... Uh, you know, hopefully things are become because, you know, if I back up, if I look at traditionally backup and DR, um, yeah. you could often, you <laughs> could talk. often say things like, well, if, if a meteor hits or if, if, a, you know, if the earthquake takes out, I live in San Diego, right? If the earthquake and, and suddenly Arizona becomes beach freight property, I'm going to be dead and I won't care. Right. And the, and the odds of that are, you know, right. But you, and that's the problem. But you can't say you that with, that's with the ransomware. problem with DR. And all the traditional DR. I like to say that ransomware is a disaster, right? Because your disaster recovery plan is a great place to start. But here's the thing. How many organizations didn't actually bother because we're going to accept the risk of the meteor strike because it's not going to happen. <clears throat> right. Versus right. ransomware, and which is so ransomware is going to happen. It's not yeah. if, yeah. it's when. Yeah, I remember being in a, in, in, a, in a meeting trying to work with a large company defense contractor and, and 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 they were basically saying yeah if, if you know if if that hit if that happens i will be dead and i won't care that was literally his okay. official position yes. let's move on move on he said but, <laughs> but one question i have so we're t saying that ransomware is common right people are hit with it mm -hmm. but are there sort of best practices like hey here's what you should be doing and not just in silos like the backup team has stuff that they talk about the vmware like you said vmware published something on how to prevent it but sort of looking holistically across all these organizations security networking virtualization backup teams right to come together as hey here's really what you guys should be talking about before letting each team sort of figure things out so here's the interesting thing part Interesting thing. I think until the tail end of 2022, the number one way threat actors got in was through phishing attacks, mm -hmm. right? Someone clicked a link in the email. That was the number one way. But I believe in the later half of the year, and you guys might know better, it switched to vulnerabilities, mm -hmm. right? Vulnerabilities are yeah. now the number one way threat actors are getting in. So I think we really need to start with how are they getting in and starting there? And each piece, right, kind yeah. of starts with cleaning up their house, the VMware vulnerabilities, because there are VMware vulnerabilities. Like everybody likes to talk about hypervisor escapes. Like that's like the classic VMware hacking thing. Like, ha, 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 hypervisor escape. I'm going to be a VM and I'm going to take over the host. Like I, I, it drives me up a wall. I'm like, that's all anybody ever thinks of when they think about virtualization and security is a hypervisor escape. And that does not matter. No one cares. That's not what's going to get you, right? So if we start with something like vulnerabilities, right? Everybody's got to clean their own house. Right, oh, the VMware team, the network team, the storage team, the backup team, because backup software has vulnerabilities sometimes too. Like anything can be vulnerable. So let's look at the way that the threat actors are getting in and everybody clean up their house. And then let's all get together and talk about how we clean up our house and go from there. Yeah, I think if, if we look at like all these teams, right? What they all have in common is 
Let's get good passwords and a password management yeah. system, whatever you have. Let's make sure that patch management and patch installs is is top of the top of the priority, mm -hmm. right? Get MFA, <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And you know, monitoring. And, 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 and monitoring, monitoring and and also monitoring the too. concept of least privilege. How are you how are you implementing these concepts in your environment, security team, backup team, as you know. Security S team too, right? They don't get a free pass. It's not no. like I'm the security person, so I don't have to update my software. Like it doesn't work that way. Like you're you're the same as everybody else, right? Yeah, because I think if you if you just if you just put in like so many hacks are simply based on zero zero day vulnerabilities that came out six months ago that have been that have been and no one patched. no one patched, mm. right? <laughs> you know, you look you look at what happened at Rackspace. The rack space, they're calling it a zero day vulnerability, but it was actually fixed only because it was unknown prior to that. But it was actually fixed by the patch that came out a month before the attack. <sighs> and they. And I think um, I remember, was it Exchange or something? I don't remember what, but I remember seeing this go around. It was uh, some Microsoft thing. I don't know if it was like RDP or Exchange. RDP, ransomware deployment protocol. Um, <laughs> I, I've never heard that before. I love that. I love that. Um, so it was something that it was like a lot of uh, Windows-based ransomware going around, but it was the same thing. Like the vulnerability used was like six months old and no one had bothered to patch it. So yeah. Yeah. So uh, I know we talked about like each house cleaning up. I think though, the other thing that these four groups need to coordinate with is when they do get hit by ransomware though, what does their response look like? I feel oh, that a lot of organizations don't have that. You just opened a can that. of worms, my friend. <laughs> I know a lot of organizations don't have that plan. In fact, Curtis, <laughs> when we had Tony from Spect Spectrologic on the call, right? Talking through like what happened when Spectrologic got hit with ransomware, right? His big thing was like, I don't even know where to start, right? And luckily they yeah. had cyber insurance. Yeah. They had just signed up for the month before, right? And so they had experts who would come in and sort of guide them through that. But a lot of these organizations, like, it's almost like you have to do that fire drill, right? Ahead yeah, of time and be like, hey. You have it. Like? That's what you have to do. You have to practice. Yeah, honestly. Uh, DR I, test, I, ransomware recovery test. I want us to do an entirely separate recording on that. Okay. I, I agree <laughs> with you. We're already we're already over our normal time. Uh, and we and I don't want to shortchange that topic. I think that topic is yeah. is dead on persona. And uh, and I think Melissa should come back. What do you think, Melissa? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love okay. to come back. All right, all right. Well, I have a birthday lunch waiting for me, you so do. I'm going to go do that. And um, Melissa, uh, th this has been great, uh, exciting, and and I love to hear, you know, uh, somebody talk about backup and security all the same time. So. I know it's fun, right? There's like, how many of us are there out there? I don't think there's many of us. It's so nice to be able to have a conversation about it. Yeah. And thanks again, Prasanna. Anytime. Nice to meet you, Melissa, and looking nice forward to having you, you back on. Absolutely. All right. And thanks again to our listeners. We're nothing without you. Remember to subscribe so that you can restore it all. Happy birthday, Curtis. Happy out. birthday. <laughs>